welcome everybody to the uh, season opener. This is the second season of episode one, Organic Football Podcast. I am the new host slash mediator slash whatever the hell you want to call me, uh, Sorrow, and I've got Brad and Rich, who you guys are all familiar with. Um, if some of you recall, I did pop in for an episode last last season, and uh, Brad and Rich asked me to swing in and uh, take on the hosting duties for the meantime. So, uh, yeah, welcome, Brad and Rich. How you guys doing? Doing good, man. It's good to be back. What about you, Rich? How you doing? Yeah, man. I'm, ex- I'm excited, man. Season two, getting excited for NFL football for sure. We get week week one of the preseason actually coming up, like real games. We got 16 games on the schedule this week. I'm I'm actually a little more stoked than I usually am for the preseason. So usually I'm like, you know, eh, what, whatever, you know. I'll, I'll watch week three and get into that just a little bit, but. It seems like this year with the shortened preseason, looking at it, it's it, it's going to be a little more exciting. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to it myself. I uh, I just kind of came out of this cave here from hibernation for this. Helps me pass the time while the off season goes by. So it's a little bright out here, but uh, I'm starting to stretch my legs and get back in the swing of things. Right on. Yeah, I wonder what people do in between uh, in between the season or the off season. You know, like I don't I don't know. I don't really do a whole lot sleep much on Sundays because yeah sleep in a little bit or whatever but yeah totally good one less one less preseason week one extra regular season game which is real nice um so yeah I guess we can roll right into uh topic of uh, discussion uh we got a few to hit tonight so what do you guys think should we start uh start as NFL Cardinals or what do you think yeah let's start Cardinals let's man. just do some general NFL stuff. Oh, you want to go Cardinals? Yeah, hey, man. Cardinals. Should, I flip, should I flip a coin? No, or, dude, the uh, host directed us, man. And we get, we just got to go with right, the win. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go Cardinals. Yeah, let's let's, do let's it. Uh, kick it off with the Cardinals. I like that sentiment. Go Cardinals. I like it. <laughs> I root for the Cardinals. I'm excited. I'm excited for the season. Um, definitely some question marks out there. Kyler Murray coming into this season, I expect I expect big things from the guy. You know, if we don't get it, it puts a lot of questions onto this team. Um, you know, is Cliff Kingsbury going to be back next year if we don't get a winning season, if we don't hit the playoffs? I don't think so. I don't think Kyler – Kyler's not going to earn his contract if they have that shitty year too. So it's – there's a lot of pressure. It's a, it's a weird deal for this team with all that talent to have that, that pressure too. Like, we need to win. We have to win. Yeah, the only thing that kind of scares me, it's a little reminiscent of that Philly team where they got all that talent and they're really good on paper. And then for some reason they just came out and were like flat and they were just kind of dead and they didn't play well together. So I do think they got a ton of talent, but like you said, if they don't play right, and this is a tough division, then it's going to be, it's going to be, shit's going to roll downhill fast. There's talent. Like We're a talented team. So, I mean... That Philly reference is, yeah, that team was super talented. Like, this this roster has talent up and down it. I, I'd like to see them take some growth and, and get to, you know, this team could and should be 12-5, and five, maybe minus the fact that they're in the NFC West. I mean, that's, that's what's really tough, man. You look at all four teams in the NFC West, and they're all, they're all NFC contenders, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think there's a weak team in this division. 
you know, last year there's generally this team's the worst, and then the these three teams are probably going to fight for first, and this one most likely will win. Honestly, I think it's a grab for any one of them. Seattle, they're a beast. Russ and DK, you know, you got Stafford now coming to the Rams. You know, I think that's a huge boast in them. They had a lot of injuries last year, so they didn't look that good, but they're a really good team. San Francisco, you know, if, if Trey Lance plays really well, you know, that's a huge boast to his team. So, yeah, we got players, but everyone else in the league in the division got players too. So we we haven't really gained too much ground. You're talking about, you know, Trey Lance and stuff. Like, he – it's funny. Like, I was watching his tape this week again, and it's like he looks great. And yet it's funny. I was reading actually today some Kyle Shanahan comments. He uh, he's, he's like, yeah, we'll get him in there for some packages. Like, right now it's about he's going to get in there for some packages. So I just – it's just a little curious to me, but you know, if I could if I could place some money, I'd still bet on Trey Lance week one. But we'll see what happens here in the next couple of weeks. I don't know. The way you say that kind of gives me the mindset that they think he's not mentally prepared to be the starter. So they won't. They think he's got super talent, but they don't want to rush him in. So that kind of leans me towards week three, unless Jimmy G just has a okay. horrible, horrible week one. But I could see them trying to roll him out and just give well, Trey Lance a little bit of time. But if, because of the division, if they lose one, two games in a row, you know, let's go. Yeah, man, that makes sense. I, I guess I didn't think of that angle, that he, he's a young kid, so the mentality, he's got to be prepared, though. But, yeah, like, um, with that division, man, I, you know, I got all these reports of the, the red-white practice from last week that they kind of look like, um, kind of look like puff cakes out there, man. They didn't, they didn't bring any intensity, uh... It was it was tough to see and tough to hear about that that they didn't that they aren't bringing that like focused hard edge mentality because like I'd rather see this team come out run the ball attack the line of scrimmage they brought in Rodney Hudson at the center they've beefed up the offensive line the whole way I'd like to come see some smash mouth out of this team I think that would be great well maybe they're saving it for the uh, preseason opener <laughs> who knows. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that could be the case, and I'll definitely have a keen eye on Friday night. The Cardinals do go off. They play. Uh, they play here at home, actually. Um, play against Dallas with uh, no no Dak Prescott. He is not ready yet. Sounds like a nickname. No Dak Prescott. No Dak. No Dak. No Dak. No Dak. Oh yeah. I like that. Yeah. Well, let's call him No yeah. Dak from now. No Dak. No Dak. No Dak. Yeah, no Dak. No Dak. No Dak. Yeah, honestly... Uh, but no, he won't be out there this week. I think the Cards' defense was on the top of my list for fantasy reasons, but because they kind of came out so soft that... I mean, I thought they were going to be a top three defense this year. They might slip to, you know, 5-10. So, definitely some red flags about yeah, that. I'd rather, I'd rather see him as an attacking... I'd rather see an attacking defense. Oh, absolutely. The good thing I did see was that Chandler Jones... Chandler Jones is around. He's practicing, um, so at, at least like, at least that situation at least seems like he's going to be in house and he'll he'll play out his year if he has to. So that 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 warms my heart a little because uh, I I want to see Chandler Jones and JJ Watt get after the ball. It's nice we're first episode back and we get some warming of parts. Guys, you guys think the Cardinals did the best they could to you know, beef up the team and, and bring people in and had a good draft. I mean, overall, I think that it, it's one of the better teams I've seen in the last 
decade maybe five five to ten years right around there the talent's there and so that's why it really does actually kind of fall on cliff kingsbury's shoulders to make this thing happen um they promoted uh the coach uh i think his name's kugler um they promoted him and the whole the whole idea with that is to get this new philosophy going on um Kyler's legs, like they don't, they don't want him to be. It's not about him running the ball, and and I agree, like wholeheartedly. I've seen Kyler chuck the ball. He, he has a great arm, and so what we need to focus on is keeping a nice, clean pocket for that guy and letting him throw the ball. And I think that is the new philosophy, and I hope it is. Yeah, I'd say he's got the maybe third strongest arm in the league. You guys noticed that though last last season. A countless amount of times I would be like dude just throw the ball you can you can do it you hang on to it too long scramble and try to pick up a few yards on his own it's like I, I think if he took more chances then I, I think he would have connected I don't know but I'm not the one on the field what do I know I'd like to see him take the like Russ Wilson mentality of finishing a play if I absolutely have to with my legs like that's how Russ kind of operates and that's what Kyler's got to bring to it. I think going into this year, he'll he'll bring it. I, I I think he knows that the writing's on the wall. Like usually for this year for young quarterbacks, you have to go out and perform this year so that you start talking contract extensions, as opposed to um, are we going to pick up your fifth year option down the road? It's let's get this guy signed up. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw it, but Josh Allen got a fat contract this week, so. Um, that's that's what Kyler's got on the table for him if he goes out there and performs this year. It's, it's Josh Allen's type contract and Pat Mahomes type contracts. It's a lot of money. <laughs> Definitely a make or break year. It sounds like for Kyler. So yeah, hopefully, a lot, hopefully a lot he of, can deliver. A lot of people in the organization need to step up, man. Really, really show us something. I want I want playoffs. I think. Everybody in the media wants playoffs. Steve Kime, Michael Bidwell. I think it's time. Yeah, it's been it's been too long. So, got to get back get back into the playoffs one way or another. And I think we have a good chance this year. So, um, I mean, how does the rest of the NFL look? I mean, we talked about our division. What about the other divisions? Any uh, anything that you guys want to touch on or bring up? Nick Sirianni in in Philadelphia. I've been hearing. Been hearing a lot of stuff about him being pretty bad. Um, just doesn't have a good handle on the situation, and so you know it's funny. I also hear that the Eagles are the front runner to go get Deshaun Watson, and it's just like I wonder how that adds up. Like, okay, if if I know that my coach kind of sucks, am I really in the market for a high end quarterback like that? And that was the other thing I was reading today too. Is actually Jalen Hurts has looked kind of like garbage. In, in camp, um, really, really discombobulated, throwing a lot of picks. So that's that's red flag. Just I know, like you, Brad, you you might have mentioned him as like a fantasy type option. I don't know. That's that's a little red flag. Yeah, I think anyone on Philly at this point is going to be red flag because of what you just said. So, and I mean, there's a lot of sophomore slumps out there. So Jalen Hurts. There's a lot of people that you know they have great rookie years and they come back and. It's not to say that they're bad quarterbacks. They just it's hard for them to emulate that same success they had in their rookie year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and especially like I, I always think that happens is, you know, a new fresh quarterback they come out for 
five, six games, and the the other defenses don't have that chance to look at tape. They don't have any tape to look at to say, okay, this is what this guy likes to do, and they don't have any time to prepare for it. Whereas, like, okay, last year, if it would have been Carson Wentz, they're like, okay, yeah, we can go back. We know what he likes to do, We this, this, and this. Jalen Hurts coming in, and it's like, oh, okay, this guy's running all over the place and kind of just chucking up the ball. Well, yeah, so second year, new coach, new system. I agree that, that it's going to be tough on a, on a fantasy angle to be picking up any of these Philadelphia guys. But interesting, though, too, like the, the Eagles are basically telling you that Jalen Hurts isn't doing that great. If they're the guys that are in the market, they're in the market for the reason. One bit of thing I wanted to bring up with um, quarterbacks like um, like Rich, what you were saying is you get these these new guys that roll in, but eventually defenses are going to pick up on how you play because it's going to be yeah. the same way you play. And a, a couple names come to mind, and I might be off base, but for me, like RG3, Cam Newton, those guys were explosive, had great years, but uh, defenses picked up on it, you know, that there's plenty of tape for everyone to watch and figure out what they're going to do. But then you've got your Russell Wilsons where you think you know what's going to happen, and then the guy just turns the other way and smokes you. So, um, you know, the first yeah. year is huge, but you got to stay consistent throughout. Well, I think Russ year. plays more with his head than his legs. RG3, he was a track star, you know. RG3 went to, he's like uh, doing analysts for ESPN now this year. What do you know? Maybe he's got a brain, too. Yeah. Maybe he did have that knowledge. He did get hurt a lot, so that knee yeah, did fall apart without yeah, anyone touching really it. a short career. I mean, the QBs that use their legs have a far shorter career than the QBs that don't. I mean, do the comparison. You have to balance it. You have yeah. to balance it. Look at look at Russell. Like, I mean, he just he doesn't, I mean, he doesn't get hurt. He doesn't expose himself very often, and yet he can use his feet, and yet he can also chuck the shit out of the ball. I mean, Russell, man, he makes some throws. It's just like, uh, drives me nuts. I mean, I I absolutely hate the hate the team and everything about it, but you, you just have to watch it, and you're just like, how does he do some of this shit? Russell is, I have to give the guy respect, even though it disgusts me. No, he's he's solid. I think he he was drafted both in the NFL and the MLB, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and they that's, had a choice that's, to go. That's why Kyler Murray is right in that same same yeah. breath. I mean, and Kyler got drafted by the A's. And I will say, yeah, they're they're shorter dudes, you know. They're shorter guys yeah. for for the QB yeah. position, which that was my only hang up with Kyler. I was like, man, he's just a little too short. We need someone like four six inches taller. That's why we need a pocket. If we keep a pocket for the guy, then we're good to go. But as as that pocket shrinks down on Kyler Murray, it's tough, man. He's he's got so much less angle to actually throw the ball out. So if we clean up, we keep one more foot of space this year. I think he could. I think he could have a really stellar year. Now I'm looking Are forward to Friday. Oh yeah, no, I was just gonna say, Russ. Yeah. The one thing I really noticed about him is. He's just, not only is he smart with the ball, but he knows when to get down and not take hits. It seems like some guy's come to clean him up and he just steps out of bound or he just slides down and avoids a big hit. Guy has the slide. Yeah, guys like Cam, they want to pick up those extra couple yards and they get banged up. And you can tell, like, he's just smart. He doesn't risk, he doesn't put his body out there. He knows he's more important and he's always there. He, he's been very durable over his years. 
It's so like it's funny. Like a guy like Lamar Jackson, like I feel he, I don't think he protects himself really. He he goes after it, and so he's he's lucked out so far. He hasn't gotten injured, but that's like a that's like a guy right there this year, like in a fantasy angle where I'm like, uh, I don't know. I feel like he could end up injured this year. Would you say Josh Allen's that same guy? Josh Allen, he, he you know how my feelings on Josh mm-hmm. Allen is that like that's why I asked you. he has like those plays. <laughs> That those plays, yeah, he has those plays where it's like just dumbfounding decisions where you're going, what the fuck is Josh Allen doing right now? Like, I couldn't even like conceive of something that he did. And then, but on the same in the same breath, he'll do that in the positive way too. Like Josh Allen is like he is he surprises me because I did not I did not buy into Josh Allen a couple of years ago, but I definitely think he's. He's a high-end player, man. Very impressive. Very impressive to me. But I, I I think towards the end of last year, I think we did see that Josh Allen was starting to really cut out those, like, really boneheaded plays. Like, there was still, they were still there every once in a while. You'd be like, really? Really, Josh Allen? What, what are we doing? <laughs> but you little, he's dialing him you back. You get a little bit of pressure and just shovel pass it to a running back that was no longer there. And you're like, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of, what was that? <laughs> I got one for you guys. I'm curious. Uh, I'm just reading around. Cam Newton or uh, Mac Hall? Who do you think is going to get the Oh, Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that is an interesting one, man. Um, they they keep coming out and saying Cam is the guy. I mean, that's that's Bill Belichick's motto right now is that Cam will be the week one starter. So from there, I I don't know. We'll see. I I think I think Mac Jones coming out when we were when I was doing my draft prep and that kind of thoughts. I think he needs some time. Like I mean, there was people talking about him at three to the San Francisco Niners, and I'm just like, that's that's a way above. Like even 15, I was thinking, okay, that's about the range. So that's where he gets drafted, and obviously that's a great spot for him. But I I can see I could see that he could need like six to eight weeks and then we might see mac jones in there i think it'd be i think it'd be good for him too. give him that time but that's an interesting situation there i I don't know if you guys saw but hunter henry got uh, a little injury today so like they got their two tight ends but now you know they'll be waiting to see if they have hunter henry yeah i think that they're actually going to roll out with cam newton just because belichick is always you know he's favored the veterans versus the rookies and I do think Cam's got a second year in the system. Bill Belichick's always had a very complex system. So I think his second year into it, he's going to be a little more familiar with it. Uh, Cam Newton's always done really well with tight ends with Greg Olson. So now he's got two great tight ends with him. He's, you know, the backfield's, you know, solidified. So I feel like it's a more sure team. A lot more guys from defense are going to be coming back. So the whole team in general will be better. And... I just think that it's going to be a better situation for him. So while he will have those games where he just throws up four interceptions and like 200 yards, like boneheaded games, I do think he's going to have a lot more positive games. But what he was using last year was his feet a lot. Um, But I am hearing that they would prefer this year to get more back into like the the passing stuff, the the short passing game and, and the stuff with the tight ends, which could sound pretty appetizing to me on maybe that tight end front. I think, um, well, I don't. 
maybe I shouldn't say this. Uh, <laughs> I like Joe Smith. I like Joe Smith. Yes. Uh, I, I had already liked him when it was going to be like both of these guys. Um, I don't know. Maybe that dings his value a little bit. I think both these guys are going to be fairly utilizable tight ends this year in, in fantasy football because we've seen this in action before and what they like to do with this offense with two tight ends. And it can be quite effective, quite potent. And I love the running game. Uh, Damian Harris is like, uh, he's, he's a great young little player. And they have depth at running back, too. I mean, that's that's always been the trouble fantasy-wise. But, um, you know, when you have Damian Harris, Sonny Michelle, and James White, that's that's a stacked running back room. So I like the Patriots, actually, this year. Nice. Thanks for that uh, little bit on the Patriots there. I bet... Um... Belichick's itching to get back in there and you oh, know yeah. have a little better season than he did last year. So of course Brady yeah. goes and wins the whole damn thing the year after he leaves. So you know that's, that's sticking in his craw like oh, a little totally. bit right now. He's up at night like going, no, I, I gotta get back. I gotta, I can't, I can't have this. It can't be that Tom Brady. You know, it's just like it's in his head. He's He's drinking a lot of coffee. He's staying up yeah, late nights. You'll never see it on the sideline. He doesn't really uh, change much yeah. on his well, facial expressions or anything. So do you, it's insane. Do you think he's drinking, like, double espresso coffee or just, like, <laughs> just like one small coffee? couple venties. couple venties, a couple double shots. Venties at Starbucks. <laughs> well, how do you take your coffee? <laughs> well, I used to have a cocaine problem, so let's just go with two of the biggest fucking coffees you have and two of the double espresso shots, and I think that might get me through more, through noon. Imagine those, drinking that much yeah. coffee. Jesus Christ, that's a lot of coffee. For those listening who don't know, we're talking a little bit of little crap here on Dan Campbell, the infamous head coach of the Detroit Lions, who just keeps coming with gold every time he gets in front of the mic i love the guy i love him i hope he i hope he keeps his job a couple years because i don't think the lions are going to be very good but (laughs) i wonder if that's like he keeps his job that's like a play out of the book that's like the reality tv show series they're like well we're not gonna be good this guy's gonna draw some attention to us and any publicity is good publicity entertaining yeah (laughs) i think if he gets everybody on the team to uh follow his coffee regimen before every practice, before every game, yes. I think they're gonna have a stellar year. I, I don't know. Yeah, Couple hard Star- sponsored by Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. Star- Starbucks just on tap. <laughs> uh, throw the Gatorade out. Just fill those jugs up with uh, ice, ice coffee and uh, espresso shots, and just let them tear it up. So Bread, that was a pretty yeah. funny video. If you guys haven't caught it, just uh, hop on YouTube and just type we'll in uh, Dan Campbell. Yeah, Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell and coffee. coffee. That's it. Yeah, yeah. it's, all it's over. good shit. <laughs> pretty funny for sure hey uh i was reading or hearing some shit just before we got on i was just gonna let you know uh brad you probably didn't hear about this yet michael thomas man like he's like still mr disgruntled in new orleans i think like i'm like reading some of this stuff like he's gonna get fucking he's gonna end up getting traded but he held off on that surgery like all off season so he's not gonna be ready for the start of the season and now like him and the organization sean payton talking shit back and forth in the media right now so I think he's going to be gone from there. So another guy that, like, you always got to think about that. We'll take a little fancy angle for a minute. But, like, one guy, like, affects everything that's kind of going on. I heard that buzzing. Yeah, I heard it. Don't you, don't what you, you shy from? away from it. Uh, 
It's buzzing. Don't put it on a surface. I know. Ding. All right, Bra Brad's Brad's the first to mirror it on the on the cell phone, making a noise. I think that still counts. I don't care about demerits. That's one for Brad. We're gonna. What do you guys have? That. Like a little tally for cell phones going off during? Yeah, I start. I started yeah. carrying halfway through Brad. last season, and then I, I I won by a landslide. So. Uh, yeah, okay, so there's, it's, a, it's an ongoing tally throughout the season. All right. Yeah, we'll see who wins. Um, what was I talking about before your phone buzz? Do you remember? <laughs> it's gone. Uh, I do. Michael Thomas. <laughs> oh, Michael Thomas. Oh, and affecting the rest of the team. So, like, I, I had a little bit of interest in Alvin Kamara this year. And now just, like, hearing about just just – shit in the building like that's kind of like how i reference it it's just like bullshit in the building like i don't know that kind of that's just at least red flagged for me like okay would i steer clear of camara now but you know that's just a little tidbit i guess you guys that's the, that's the trouble with these podcast things is you know we know our our people in the league are listening so they get these little tidbits that they get to know i like jonu smith i had interest in alvin camara <laughs> Yeah, what you're saying is true. If, if uh, you've got a disgruntled locker room, then, you know, it, it's going to show on the field. I'm, I'm waiting to see what Green Bay is going to look like with the whole Aaron Rodgers situation. I'm, I'm wondering, is he going to come out and just fucking kill it because he's so pissed off? Or is he just going to come out and, you know, do his thing? I think that's a little different situation than New Orleans because he's disgruntled over, you know, I don't know what you want to call it. But almost like political stuff, like the, the way he was treated and, you know, stuff like that, where Aaron Rodgers is about money. And I think a lot of people in the NFL, when it comes down to money, they just, that's your contract, that's between you and the organization. I'm not going to hold that against you or this or that because we all got to get our money and this and that. So as long as he comes in and plays to the caliber that he can play, I don't think anyone's going to care about any of the shit he said. So, and I do think, I'm, I know me and Rich have talked about this before, but, you know, he, he's not looking to stay next year. So he's looking to go back-to-back -back MVP and say, fuck you guys, I'm out. So I see high-caliber performance from The ultimate, like, stick it to him is, like, <laughs> walking out with two MVPs. But, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I think the Rodgers situation is, like, even, like, I don't think it's going to go negatively because he is the quarterback. So, like, it's almost like having your, like, number one wide receiver just, like, disgruntled in the locker room is just, like, one thing. But, like, if if the quarterback comes in and he's saying, I'm here to win, let's do this thing, he is already a vocal leader in the locker room as opposed to, like, Mike Thomas, who's just kind of the, the voice in the background just chirping, just making people, like on edge basically while things are going on but Mike Thomas Rogers has come in and, and Mike Thomas yeah Michael Thomas you know, like calling him Mike yeah sounds like a baseball Mike, player Mike. Mike Thomas we went we went to school with a Mike Thomas didn't we yeah it sounds familiar I think everyone went to school sure with Mike Thomas yeah <laughs> everyone everyone had a Mike a, Thomas a John Smith and uh, uh whatever but no, I know what you guys are talking about, uh, the comparison. I was thinking more of uh, just bringing a negative vibe into into a team, into an organization. And I don't know how everybody else feels on the team towards Aaron Rodgers because he it is a uh, you know a money dispute and whatnot. 
And it's one of those things. I don't even know what the guy's making this year. What, what part? Is That's guaranteed? something to think about too. Well, Brad, you did say like it was like more of a political thing or like whatever about money. Like for for Rogers, I think he is, I think he does feel that the organization has kind of like done him wrong. Like not not on a money front, just like on a on a Jordan Love front, on not being involved, losing his quarterback coach two seasons ago without even being told. Like it's just like. One thing after another, where he's like, he's like, I'm done with this. Like, I need to get away from this organization. He's organizationally doesn't trust them, so it's not even about money because they they even offered him like two years, like added onto his contract with a bunch of money, and he said no. He said, what I'd prefer is if you just void out the last year of my contract, please. Yeah, I would be the first to call uh, Rogers a prima donna and call him a total, I don't know, like just like a little prima donna bitch you know but i will say everything that he said about this stuff and you know like they got a quarterback in the first round when they're trying to win a super bowl that year like that's insane so i do think everything he says he has merit to he he stuck around he tried to make the best and he played at a high level and you know kind of similar to what they did to lebron james in cleveland i mean he's uber talented he's one of the best players in the league and then year after year they just you know, won't surround him with the right players. I will say Green Bay's done much better than Cleveland at that set, you know, with Devontae Adams and, you know, big-time receivers and stuff like that. But I don't know. It's just kind of crazy to me to see why would you pick a, a quarterback in the first round? I mean, it wasn't even like Brandon or Love was going to be this, like, great guy. He was a project. You probably could have got him in the second round. Yeah, and the, they came out today and said, Jordan Love will start all three preseason games too. I forgot about that. Get that little detail for you guys, but yeah, which uh, now they're now they're like forced into that hand of like, okay, yeah, we, we got to get this guy going, got to get him ready. It's time. We have to. We are forced to move on. So, speaking of moving on, man, should we smoke some weed or what? Yeah, I love smoking weed. Before you go into that, I wanted to bring up one oh. last thing. That's um, totally fine. I just want one, to smoke weed. Oh, totally. No, I guess. Well, <laughs> right, after the, right after this one, you know. Okay, we'll all right. Take all our right. little uh, time out here. So, <laughs> um, I I heard that the Manning brothers are, are trying to do what uh, what's going on here. Oh, with, yeah. Uh, they're going to do, uh, do a broadcast. Yeah. Did you hear about that, Brad? Yeah, they're not going to be as cool as us. <laughs> yeah. They're going to try. Guys, the Manning brothers. Yeah. They're they're gonna do a broadcast. I think it's of the Monday night football game. It would be a totally separate broadcast. It'll be them. I guess they're gonna be on their own couches, like like you know, like we are in front of a screen talking to each other, and they're just gonna like you know chat and talk about the football as normal guys hanging out and just drinking and have. I don't know if they're gonna be smoking weed like that's why they're not as cool. I mean, they do have Super Bowl rings, so I mean, that is another nod in their defense, but I have a lot more cannabis. They've got rings. They've got rings. We've got bowls. It's it's different. Um, No, but it should be pretty fucking entertaining, I would actually think. That's the main thing, actually. I'm going to check it out. I think it'll be probably pretty funny. I like Peyton Manning. He's funny. He cracks me up. Oh, yeah, Peyton has all of his commercials. I mean, yeah. that dude's a natural. He's, he's he's just hilarious for me. I mean, um, I'm definitely going to tune in. I hope I don't like it more than the normal broadcast because I might just switch over to them full time yeah. on Monday nights. So, 
Do you remember we'll when he was on Saturday? He was on Saturday Night Live, Brad. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Yeah, he killed it. Oh my god, that was so funny, man. If you guys want something funny to laugh at, Google Eli Manning's face when Peyton Manning won the super, second Super Bowl, because Eli Manning had two rings on him his whole life. You know, because Peyton had every record in the book. <laughs> so when Peyton got his second ring, you look at Eli's face; he looks vividly pissed off. It's hilarious. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, it should be good times. Right on with that. I think it's time to take the intermission. Go! This point in time. Go! Go! What? Go! I heard something. I heard it's time to smoke. I'm in. Time to smoke some weed. Red. What do you got today? You dab a ruin? Dab a ruin. I'm like a. I'm like a one trick pony man. I like my dad's. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you are. You are a one trick. I like my Chipotle and I like my dad's, man. <laughs> Chipotle, man. Does Zorro know about your Chipotle habit? Oh, Brad's addicted I don't, to some but every things. Time, every time we go to lunch, it's Chipotle. I know that. <laughs> that is exactly <laughs> When's correct. When's the last time we all had lunch? It was at Chipotle. PV Mall. Yeah. The last time I've eaten lunch has been at Chipotle for... About five months now. I mean, it's a great go-to, relatively healthy, very relatively healthy. Hold on, first off, it's food made by and prepared by the gods, given to us to make us healthy. Okay, so this somewhat healthy stuff is nonsense. Hang on, you put cheese and sour cream on it? Hell yeah! Two notches. The best cheese that the world can make, and the best sour cream the world Uh can make. Yeah. Churned with zero calories and uh, come Oof. from the, the gods, as you say. Yeah. No, Chipotle's good. I'm not scared about I calories. Out on it. Calories are good for you, no. man. Well, depending on how many calories you're trying to pack in. Well, as long as it's not, uh, Breads? what do you call it, processed calories. If it's all right. organic food, like this podcast, everything organic is good for you. <laughs> the bodies naturally can process it. When you start adding bullshit stuff in there, you know, that's when it starts getting crazy. Yeah, I mean, it is a good lunch, but five months, damn, every day. Oof. The only thing I could eat every day for five months is probably pizza. So that's oh, yeah. my, uh, I love me some pizza. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. You've always been pizza man, oh, for man. sure. Just don't, well, you yeah. can't really eat pizza when it's 110 out. You oh. could fall asleep on the job site. You can eat Chipotle. <laughs> Too many carbs. Too many carbs. You can eat Chipotle. Do it. No. Brad's Brad's like a full-on proponent of Chipotle all the time. He says weed and Chipotle. That's well, actually, this is like a great time to bring this up to an intermission. I've actually stumbled upon the natural steroid, Sarah. So natural steroid. Yeah. So this. This is just like a natural thing that occurs in your body that helps you build crazy muscle. And here are the three things that you need to do to for your natural steroid. And obviously it doesn't work like a real steroid, you know, it's not gonna get you the same results. But it's it's still pretty good. Smoke a shit ton of weed, eat a lot of protein, aka Chipotle, and get good deep sleep. <laughs> Those three things. Those three things. In that order too. So you need well Brad, haven't you? You, you've added actually working in lately, too. Well, yeah. Right? I have been working out, too. Working in? Working out. <laughs> I work in and I work out. That in. 
Yes, you do. <laughs> All of those things. Two of those things. Uh, well, no, just the workout part I'm not into. Um, <laughs> just, I don't know, maybe one of these days. Oh, I'll, cool I'll shirt, Brad. Into it. What does he got? Cool shirt. Oh, thanks, man. Paddy's Irish Pub. Paddy's Irish Pub. Yeah. Sunny. Where's Paddy? Is that Tucson? No. In South, South Brown. No. Where's... Oh. It's in, it's in <laughs> Philadelphia. South Philadelphia. Oh, is it? I'm thinking I'm thinking it's like a Tucson thing or something. It's uh it's always sunny. It's a sunny oh, reference. It's their oh, bar. Oh. Why yeah. did I know I mean, I've only seen like seven episodes. I gotta get on that one. Oh uh, you yeah, you should no, watch the entire Every single one thing. I've seen I've yeah. laughed my ass off, so Oh, uh, they're killing me. Wait, <laughs> yeah. seven episodes and, uh, or the seven seasons? No, seven just, episodes. I've seen seven total episodes. Dude, you know how many seasons of Sunny there are? There's like I'm, 13 seasons. No, I think there's 15. Well, that's, that's when I'll probably... <laughs> yeah, they're like, they might be up to 15. 15. I think you're right. And it's, it's still going, right? And yeah. it's still going, yeah. They're still on. New seasons. So like, there's crazy. no point in starting over, right? Because I'll never finish it. I, I can finish... I can watch uh, random episodes. I, I think you should watch it in order. Yeah, do you have Hulu? Yeah, because I'm, I'm sure it progresses i do not have hulu i got rid of hulu because i never watched it mm. uh, it's worth I'm an it. amazon and uh, netflix guy so i think you should fork up the 10 bucks and get hulu back <laughs> hulu's the hulu package is actually pretty nice though because you get espn plus and, and oh like and by the way anybody listening you know like advertising you know we're advertising now for hulu and espn plus apparently <laughs> Uh, yeah. But no, ESPN Plus is pretty badass. That comes with that and Disney Plus. It's like all one package. It's fucking. So I have I have, pretty a little, dope. I have a workaround. So my in-laws have just normal Cox oh. cable, which yeah. nobody over the age of forty-two and a half has normal cable anymore. But they're in their sixties and have normal cable. I give them my Netflix password. They give me their Cox password, so I get to watch, you know, the ESPN and all the A and E and all those channels. But yeah. the reason I got rid of Hulu is because we just never watched it because we'd get stuck on one platform and yeah. and just like right now I'm stuck on Amazon Prime. I'm watching a show on Amazon Prime. I'm a one show kind of guy. I can't yeah. can't go dabbling all over the place. But yeah, it's always sunny. Has always been hilarious to me. So I got to get into it. Yeah, yeah. it's good shit. Uh, I was just gonna let you know, Brad. This afternoon, I've had one of those soda drinks, and I've had one of those pure candy chews I had about an hour ago. So I'm pretty loaded up on the on the cannabis front tonight. I I thought we'd better kick off the fucking first season, right? I have a question because I am the uh, how do I put it? I don't know. I guess uh, beyond novice. I mean, we, I mean, we all hung out in our uh, late teens, and you know, uh, if I tried doing that now, I'd probably fall asleep and not wake up for about a week and a half. But um, that's your body telling you. You guys have cards, or yeah. What was it? <laughs> where Where do you guys go? Uh, you have cards, or is now that it's recreational, do you, do you pay those prices? Like, what do you do? Uh, well, actually, there's two different routes you can go. You can go the medical route, which you can go to a doctor and get looked at and get a medical card, which it will cost you. It goes for two years. I believe it's about, I don't know, it's cheap now. It's about 180 bucks, I think, or something like that for the two years, which, in my opinion, is totally worth it yeah. because not only 
do you get cheaper prices when you go into the dispensaries? You're also covered on more of a legal ground, being medical than recreational. So I do think for legal standpoints, it's good to get your card just to get the protection for, you know, God forbid anything happens. Well, it's medical, it's not recreational. Well, and Brad and I, like, we always had our cards. Yeah. We had them. Like, I, I, we've had it way long before. Because like, here in Arizona, which is where we're at, is, um, you know, we've been medical for, I don't know, five, six yeah. years before. I think this. I've had my card four or five years yeah. now. Yeah, I was I was in year five, I think, of having my card because, like, I mean, legit, like, I use it for varying things, but like, you know, I I have back pain and stuff. We work out in the field; it's tough, man. Like, so, like, you know, but it's funny you say that you'd, you'd fall asleep, but not actually, not if you're getting a nice sativa. So, so. yeah, I know. It's I I, <laughs> I don't have I don't know. I I guess I view it a little differently. I I view it as like a a, a party all the time. Because that's when I used it. When we all partied together, I was just smoking it up and whatever. I've, I've taken oh, yeah. a liking to edibles lately, so I'm more into that. Uh, oh, yeah. But at small doses, you know, two and a half yeah. to five milligrams, I'm, I'm solid. Yeah. You know, good to go. Does Sarah know how many milligrams I've taken? Like, ever, ever? Oh, God. Yeah, I want to know because I, I, my buddy, I have a buddy, I won't say who his name is, but... Dude, he told me he took 100 milligrams, and that's, like, his baseline. I'm like, I, how is that possible? But I guess it's a thing. Brad, now I need to know your number. I've taken 480. Your number. Holy and shit. And barely gotten caught in mouth. <laughs> no way, yeah. man. I mean, no, I believe you. There's just no something edibles. I don't... It's just crazy. I don't, man. like, the edibles, like, get rejected in my body. So, like, I just don't get high off edibles. His body doesn't like process it properly. Yeah, like so it I just like doesn't even touch him. Dude, I could like brush up against the pot brownie and I'm high for hours. Yeah, like, no, literally, I I pushed it to a match. A little bit. I got. I smelt it. I smelt yeah. it. I took one yeah, deep I'm, breath. <laughs> you know the very. I haven't told you guys this story. The very first time I had an edible was by accident. I was I was in Aspen, Colorado. I was at a. You guys might know this band. By the way, this is 2010, Aspen, Colorado. <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, we're at a Circle Jerks concert. For those that listen to punk music, know what the Circle Jerks are. It's not what it sounds. It's just, you know, punk rock band. So we're in there. <laughs> it's like, let we're, me explain. Yeah, yes. let me explain. It was just a few dudes jerking each other off. So I came back at the wrong moment. We're at this... Yeah, exactly. We're at this huge, uh, huge show. There's probably four or five hundred people there. There's a woman. Wa- we're drunk as shit, but at this point, a woman walking around with, with a piece of paper and a cookie, and I'm, I'm hammered. I'm starving. I'm like, oh, a cookie, dude. I've shoved the whole goddamn cookie in my mouth, and then I read the paper a minute later, and I'm like, oh, I guess that's a marijuana cookie of some sort. I was like, yeah, whatever. Fast forward, we leave the show. We get on the the bus to get back to the hotel, and I was paralyzed. I couldn't move. Oh, my God. That was at, like, 10. So I just rode the bus until they kicked me off at, like, 1 a.m., and I made it back to the hotel, but I never. I thought I was gonna die the whole time. It was. Oh my god! It was man. so bad, and then I didn't do it again for like eight years. And then I was gonna I say did, this. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. But when I did, I, I don't know how many milligrams that was. It was probably the, ten times more than I should have ever had. But now, 
you know, it's not like someone brings over a batch of brownies and you go to town. You, you've got packaging now that tells you what you're getting into. And two and a half to five, golden. Perfect. Yeah, I was going to say that situation is why you're like, you need like a nice micro dose now yeah. because like your body took it on that one time and oh, was like, man. what the fuck? What did you do scary. to me? It was, it was pretty scary, man. I was, yeah. I was out of my mind. But, yeah, that's my uh, Aspen pot story. Yeah, I know you think you're just going to fall asleep, Saro. Is it a good cookie? But believe it or not, I used to take Adderall. I mean, I'm kind of joking about that. No, I know, but I used to take a bunch of Adderall, and so I don't take Adderall now. I substitute it with sativas. So it's like literally keeps me focused, keeps me up. So as long as you stick to sativas, it's a big difference from Indicus. Yeah, and... The, the weed today compared to the shit we smoked in Tucson 20 years ago. Oh, I mean, boy. remember that yeah. stuff we smoked? There were more <laughs> seeds and twigs than actual pot. And then the, we how we had to get joint, it. Like oh. the size of my laptop to even get high. It was disgusting. <laughs> disgusting stuff. But that's all we had back then. Yeah. So, it's funny you say that. If you say that 20 years ago, and I'm like, no, not 20 years ago. No, I'm yeah, like, 20 years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. 20 fucking years ago. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Holy Maybe shit. Maybe a little more. <laughs> Technically, like 23 years ago, we weren't even old enough yeah. to. Uh, 22 years yeah. ago. We weren't even old enough to drink back then. Yeah, so. we drank. Oh, we fuck, yeah, get of us wrong. We drank our faces off. Drink like fishes. <laughs> that, was, that was probably the funnest, most fun I've been. Like, that six months of just debauchery. And just <laughs> dropping out of college and just all of those things. It's like, whatever. I'm just going to party seven nights a week. I'm going to work Literally. kind of part-time. Until my parents cut me off. Do you remember you and French? But, uh, you and French would come those, pick me up from the dorms just to smoke a joint. You'd be like, hey, oh, yeah. we're going to smoke. I'm like, so I'd walk out with a joint. I'd sit in the car. We'd drive around, smoke the joint. They'd drop me back off my dorm and they go home. That was it. <laughs> Well, we were the only ones living off campus because, okay, the story is we came down there to eventually get into the U of A, but that was just a bullshit ploy for me to get out of my parents' house. And uh, that's when, uh, you know, I I knew exactly how to get to Graham Greenlee. We'd go there and end up back at the Blockhouse. The Blockhouse. That was was fun, man. So much fun. Way, way too... I mean... I would never take those days back. Dude, that... Oh, that lasted six <laughs> months, and I came back to Phoenix, but... Well, we lived at the blockhouse. There was four of us that lived in a four-bedroom place. It came furnished, and it was $800 a month total. Like, we each paid 200 bucks. <laughs> 200 bucks a month for... Right? It was yeah. a dog shit yeah, place. you had your own door. Yeah, door you could leave at your back, room. yeah. It's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was your own little room. Yeah, it didn't even have to. You didn't have to go in or out through the fucking place. Yeah, it was great. Flash grenades went off. Main living room door, and then a bunch of yeah. I mean that. I didn't think. I mean, even looking back, I didn't think it was that big of a shithole. Of course, I didn't live anywhere else but there. It was pretty bad. I thought they were relatively nice. You know. No, they were really bad. You're, you're probably right because then I've been to a couple of the other places you guys lived. I'm like, wow, this is like the fucking Four Seasons compared to the Blockhouse. Yeah. Like in yeah. Entrado or the other place. Uh, Entrado, yeah. I don't know if you remember, sir, but it was a block wall on one side. 
that was painted. There was not even drywall. It was the blockhouse. It was the blockhouse. There was literally just blocks. Yeah, yeah the exterior blocks. walls were all blocks. Yeah. Interiors. They they couldn't the even put drywall, drywall on it, you know? It was just they painted hey, they, it. They they coined the industrial look ten years prior to now it's cool. <laughs> now people do that on purpose. They were ahead of their time. I know. Exactly. Yeah. They were only Jeez. charging eight hundred a month. They they're the ones that lost. Yeah. After Danielle and I got married, we went back there, and it's actually a pretty nice, cleaned-up place now. There's no glass at the bottom yeah, of the it's... pool, like no glass at the bottom. Of the pool. <laughs> it looks. Did you guys? Did you guys ever meet the three dudes that live next to? So it was Dylan, Justin, and myself. The three dudes that lived next to us were absolute fucking psychos. Like they were the <laughs> drunkest people I've ever met. A, a typical night would be us going over there to have a beer, and then one of them would just get up and throw the TV just off the balcony. And you're just like, <laughs> uh, what happened? And th- just, it was so entertaining to watch. I don't know if you met those guys, but they were fucking nuts. I think that was part of the thing with the blockhouse, too, was just all the fucking crazy-ass fucking people who lived there. Fucking wild. Wild time. We were part of that. Crazy motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, we had, we, we, we kind of fit right in that year, Brad, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> you, guys, you guys moved in sophomore year, right? Fresh, yeah. Or sophomore yeah. first semester. But I, yeah. I mean, I was still coming down there. I was at your guys' place, like, every... Yeah, you came down a lot, yeah. <laughs> I actually have a great Halloween photo with all of us. I don't know if you guys have seen yeah. it. It's hanging yeah. up in my garage, actually. Yeah, I think Rick, Rich is crit, Kid Rock. Brad's a Rastafarian with holding a bong about that fucking big, like blowing the smoke out as the fucking photo was taken. So Kyle was Superman. It was a great picture to look back yeah. at and be like, man, that was awesome. The glory days. I remember days. that night. That was yeah. uh, that was World Series night with the freaking with uh, the oh. Diamondbacks and the Yankees that night too. Was it? Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Damn. I that's barely remember fun. being there, that's to wild. be honest. Yeah. Well, know. yeah. <laughs> Pretty toasty. Uh, all right, all right. Let's let's put a bow on this fucking intermission right. with one more hit, right, yeah, Brad? Sure, one more hit, Brad? Uh, uh, cheers. Cheers, cheers buddy. Brad. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, buddy. And uh, he's been a trooper already. I've, I think he's done a wonderful job. It's not COVID, guys. Hey, silver lining. Silver lining, it's not COVID. And yes. that QT thingy shoved right up in my nose. Oh, like, God, dude. My eyes started watering. Have you guys been tested be, at all? I haven't. I, uh, I absolutely fucking dread that shit, dude. <laughs> I, the only reason I, I'm feeling under the weather, I'm like, it could be COVID. So, like, but it's not yeah. two two negative yeah. results. I'm solid. It's good to it's good to be sure. Yeah, good feeling. Good, glad to hear you not you do not have COVID. Yeah. Oh, sure. I meant to I meant to tell you guys one thing. I, I was going to throw it at you. Did you guys see Peyton Manning uh, in the Hall of Fame? Did you see his? Uh, you know how they do the little statue of their faces? I did not. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! You guys got to look it up. Can I Google it? You got to look it up. Yeah. Uh, so look up like uh, Peyton Manning uh, Hall of Fame bust. I think they call those things. The like statue of their face is a bust. Oh my god! And then Brad, 
I thought you'd be interested. Did you see like all the guys who got in this year in the Hall of Fame? No, I didn't. I'm not see. usually all that interested in it, uh, but like uh, John Lynch was. But John Lynch was one of the guys. Oh, I, thought you'd like that. I love John Lynch. He's my favorite player. Yeah, yeah. John Lynch is. Dude, in. John Lynch was literally my size, 5'10", 200 pounds. I couldn't hit a punter and make like I would cry. <laughs> like this guy, like hit Jerome Bettis and made Jerome Bettis cry. So like. That guy was a monster. Brad's a big John Lynch guy. Uh, Peyton Manning in there, and then Calvin Johnson got into. I thought that was a good one. I, I love Calvin Johnson. You see his bust? No I bust? See his, I see his bust, yeah. With his big old forehead? Uh-huh. Pretty close. <laughs> they make him look a little younger in the bust, though. <laughs> the giant forehead. I thought big that shit old. was funny. That's a five head. <laughs> I think I think in his comments he made some sort of comment about it too. Like, what, why did they do this to me? What the hell? I actually think it looks just like him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's got a five head. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's let's get into the let's get into this nitty gritty here. We're gonna get the reason, into the back half. One of the main reasons why we're here, right? I guess so. So what's the scoop, sir? Season eleven. Fantasy. <laughs> fantasy. So. Fantasy. Fantasy fire chats. Yep, exactly. Let's talk where we're drafting. So yeah, we. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, uh, I'll bring that up. But our, our draft <laughs> got. Uh, first, it started off. Well, last year it started off in Vegas and then, you know, COVID hit. And then we're like, all right, let's have a mini version. We'll go to Talking Stick Resort. And then COVID kind of hit again. So. Uh, now, now we'll be in Goodyear, Arizona, at a house, drafting. <laughs> so, and we will not be smoking. Chris is Brad. Uh, do you have some concerns? Up. No, I have no, like eighty-seven concerns. I mean, it's it's right there. <laughs> it's literally sliding door backyard. Smoke all you want. Sliding door. It's the. Sir, what if I told yeah, you well, you, you can, can only have a you can only drink your beer if you went outside? Would you still be excited about going? Well, then then we're drafting outside. So are we drafting outside? Oh, we can draft outside. Bring your uh, bring your flip-flops and your uh, swim trunks and your uh, floaties and, and your vape pen, and let's go outside. That's what I was actually thinking was, uh, hey, Sorrow, do you have a pen? Are you clicking your pen? Oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're good, man. I started here, and then I'm like, wait a second, you're clicking your pen. Uh, uh, but... Uh, for drafting, yeah, like we could just go outside. It's gonna be pretty like decent weather probably. I was just thinking about that. Like I could fucking, I just get an iPad rolling and fucking go outside and draft out there. Well, that's that's the beauty of it with you know with the Wi-Fi because, like, and everything. That's what our stress was. Is like, dude, I I feel like there's moments where like in the draft, I'll be sitting there and I literally just like need to take a, a drag like during my 20 seconds where I'm operating and going, okay, shit, man, like what am I gonna do? I take a nice big drag off my vape pen, and I'm like, it's it's like part of my process. So like, I, I just yeah like, but I can go outside. I can probably just go outside. You know what? I'll yeah. I'll be out there with you guys. I'd rather be outside <laughs> than inside. So, the yeah. the pool's right there. So my goal or my plan okay. to yeah. to battle the heat, I'm gonna jump in the pool right before the draft. Yeah. You know, and then get out. Don't towel off. You know, towel off your hands so you don't ruin your computer or laptop. Get the draft going, and then intermission pop back in you know it's probably cool. going to be like 100 degrees out or something but we'll we'll pop in the shade and 
We're it used should to be it. fine out there. So, yeah. Brad, what are your thoughts? You good with outside? Yeah, Brad. Brad was struggling. I'm still struggling. I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll bring a fan and a and a swamp cooler. Oh, point it right at you. Well, see, here's the thing: is like, wow. if we smoke inside you, by morning, like we're not smoking actual weed. It's just vapor. I know. So it won't actually smell. There's no residue. You know what? When you get there, wait, wait, watch Chris after his fourth or fifth drink. Ask him. I bet you he'll change his mind. Yeah. <laughs> he'll be like, yeah, fuck, why not? Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> He's totally right. We'll just fucking, we'll just work him once just we wait. get there. <laughs> can spike his drink. Is it too early for trades? Yeah. yeah. Hey, I brought shots. <laughs> Let's <exactly>. do this. <laughs> hey, thanks for hosting. Now, uh, here, take this. Actually, yeah. I think I've, I think we've figured out the key, the key yeah. to the situation. I like that. Yeah, story. see, here's the thing, though, too. So I don't, don't see. That's that's why it's good, man. Yeah, I don't I intend on drinking. Ahead. You're not going to drink at all? I don't think so. Drink a little. Come on, man. Hang out. I might drink after, but I, know, I don't Brad, think... You're not I don't think I'm going to drink during. during. No. Well, here's mm-hmm. here's how it's gonna boil down. I'm bringing a pizza oven, a propane oh, some pizza. pizza oven. I'm making pizza for everybody. I'm oh, gonna yeah. make the dough the night Oh, before. dude, could you make me a pizza with an Alfredo sauce? Oh shit! Here we go. Dude, that would be what kind of Alfredo, like white Alfredo. Yeah, white Alfredo, just instead of tomato sauce, just put white so Alfredo. Make it just like the same. Do you care if it comes in a can? I don't know if I can whip up a homemade Alfredo. No, I don't need a whole. Just like any, it can be in a can. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, a jar. Sure, yeah. Because the the red the red sauce will be homemade because I I've got that recipe. I don't, I just don't have a recipe for the Alfredo. I'll, I'll get a decent canned one. Yeah. But yeah, we can yeah. make a white a white pizza. Yeah, that's just bomb with pepperoni. That's dope. That actually does sound good. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll make some pizzas. I got this pizza oven that'll cook those bastards in like two minutes. So. That's awesome. But yeah, that's I'm excited. Be, yeah, pizza. And, I mean, you guys haven't. Uh, neither one of you have been out. Um, we haven't drafted in a long time. In a long, in a long while. Yeah. So yeah, I was, a, I was a creature of habit. I was a creature of habit for a long time. I like to like really just be with my thoughts. But I've, I've changed some things up this year. So fuck it. I don't care. Like it'll be good. I think change eighty is, change is good. Yeah, yeah. seven. I think seventy five percent of the the. Um, Oh, t- uh, team owners will be at at the draft, so I think Jay oh, yeah. will be I haven't talked. Has anyone talked to Eddie? I know, like Eddie's in. Yeah, Eddie's in. He's coming oh, out. Yeah. Okay, but he, cool. I think he's on so, shift that night, so he's drafting uh, from the fire station. Because I invited oh, okay. him, and I think he's working. Zach wants oh. to come. Well, Zach will not be coming. Good buddy, Zach. Oh, he's not. Zach, coming no, to he him. he has to go out of town and help his mom move. But he is drafting, obviously. Yeah, he'll, he'll still draft. He just won't be at the party. You know, the only guy I haven't heard back from is Greg. I've called him and mm. left him a message. So I'm going to mm. I'm gonna put the screws to him by the end of the week. I mean, I hope he comes back. If not, we're going to have one opening. Wow. So, Who's filling which, that, then? Do we have, oh, we have guys? We have guys lined up? Waiting list? Yeah. I, I'm sure between everybody, I'm sure... There's a guy that can fill that spot. Michael, so, uh, we're, we're fine. Yeah. I think we finally weeded out some of the yahoos. You know what I mean? Yeah. From yeah. from previous years, and um, <laughs> we got a solid uh, number of guys this year. So that are mainly all coming back. So Sirope will be at the draft. Um, so yeah, the draft party should be fun, and uh, the weed will be smoked outdoors. 
for now to be <laughs> determined, Brad. To be determined. <laughs> yeah, man. So, I was I was kind of curious though, Zara. Like, like, how do you prep for a draft? Like, I mean, you don't have to you don't have to get too detailed. You don't have to give away the whole farm or anything. But like, how do you, how do you how do you prepare? Well, good thing I don't have to get detailed because I'll, I'll tell you what my uh, my go to <laughs> is. If if the listeners haven't realized quite yet, I am not a meticulous guy when it comes to football or really any other sports. I love to watch it. It's more of a camaraderie, like drinking sport for me. And along the way, I learn a lot during the season. In between, you know, off season, I begin and just know less shit as the as the uh, you know after the Super Bowl's <laughs> done. I'm like, uh, I forget who plays for what team. So yeah. to answer your question. I do a lot of, uh, uh, I follow some analysis, I look at sleepers, I look at just the the projections. The projections are are big with me, and if you're like me, follow those projections, and, you know, it it turns into a little bit of a luck strategy, but sometimes it pans out, so that's what I do, and that's how I draft, so. So, what about you guys? I'm just kind of curious what articles you read that tell you to draft Tom Brady every year. (laughs) <laughs> oh no, that that's that's the article here, right in my heart. I love. That. I gotcha. <laughs> I mean, I, fantasy football—that's the guy. I mean, I've had him probably eight out of the ten years. So, and if I don't get him, I go out and get him one way or another. So he's just—he's solid. I mean, year after year, I think he's a robot. Like I said last time, but um, you know, I've I've got a handful of people that are guys that I would really like on my team, but. Uh, Tom's one of them, but that's that's my strategy. In between ESPN and all the other outlets, I just kind of piece it together and hope for the best. So, well, I mean, I was gonna say you take a look at like most of those like preseason projection charts and stuff like that. Like they they do a pretty good job of that. There's there's a good group of people like sitting around coming up with that stuff. So those projections are are pretty pretty good. Uh, headed into a season and they'll, they'll give you a pretty good baseline but that's what I said Brad is like you have to like like that's where like like a lot of value like when you sit there and you think a guy should go for this amount of money this amount of money you have to understand that there's going to be a lot of lists that are out there that like you click on it and it just it tells you almost okay this is what you should spend on the guy mm-hmm. you know and we do an auction draft in our league and and so pretty volatile i say year to year it's hard to really get a grasp of where 12 different guys heads are going to be at when it comes to a pool of i don't know 100 what is it 160 players or something like that that we draft yeah uh one thing i will tell everyone that is doing an auction draft and maybe even a snake draft uh honestly i really don't care about you guys so you can just do draft your own way but this is for auction draft specifically (laughs) uh go through there and set your your values for all your players for instance like uh they always do this every year there's a running back that's just mediocre but he happens to fall right in that realm of eight to 15 running backs so he has to go for a high amount but you're looking at this guy and i think last year it was like jordan howard jordan howard was not good on my books by any measure but he was going as like the eight to tenth running back so he was commanding high numbers if my computer died no way in hell was i putting jordan howard on my team so I went in and I zeroed him out. So just in case my computer goes down, I'm not throwing up because, you know, he's he's worth like 45 to the computers. No one's paying more than 25 for him. So if you have him at 45, you're going to get him because you're going to just keep outbidding everyone. 
So it's really important to set your values for people just in case your system goes down and you do have to go to auto draft. It's actually set up to what you want. I I almost feel like I almost feel like we should make that like a requirement just in case because like it's like it's like so detrimental to what Maybe. happens in the draft if 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 that happens to somebody like it's like it's just like everybody's affected because every player that goes up it's just like ding 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 it just starts going it's like oh man what is this <laughs> what are your Holy thoughts <laughs> what are you guys' thoughts on guys that for some reason and we'll have one a year that does it they'll do the auto draft i mean i think it should be mandatory that you pay attention and pick your own players and not just kick it onto auto draft and walk away that's like i don't like why'd you pay the money what are you doing yeah i that's why i'm saying i think it should be like almost mandatory that at minimum if you're going into auto draft mode you should have a value like set for all your players almost like it really like it does. You can do it on your phone. You can go into the, the, the values and you can set all the values. It takes like, I mean, at least you have a baseline. It only takes like 10 minutes to do it. You just like go through. Set. If you don't want a player, you put a zero. If you if you want to pay this for a player, you just put it in there. Like, I think that's, that's at least the happy medium between somebody like totally checking out on a draft. But like, ultimately speaking, yeah, you should have 12 or however big your league is. You should have that many super focused people paying attention yeah auto draft but, i mean i guess that's a little little like i mean i guess if you're in a snake draft that would never really like come into play no that's a difference that, that we deal with but like that's why it's an auction draft because it's more important you've you've placed more importance on it by saying well with a snake draft sorry brad one follow-up here with the snake draft though if you're on auto draft it's just going to pick the next a best player player yeah on that list which isn't yeah. really affecting values like like what yeah. we have to deal with exactly. we're like man like holy shit dude like <laughs> nobody wants to pay 65 for this guy and now like he's off the table just because that guy was into an auto draft mode yep it's like exactly. that's that's not really right and that's not how it should go i mean i've burned people before in this but just because i knew what certain numbers were at but if you actually printed out a list and you had what all the numbers were at of every player and someone was auto-drafting, and you know they didn't set their values, if a guy like Jordan Howard was going for 43, you could literally bet 41, and you know he's going to click 42. And you're just like, boom, suck 42 out of you. And then the next guy comes up, you know, know, another trash guy, you're like, oh, that's going to this guy. Yeah, they'll be out of of money in no time. Yeah. With trash. You know what? That... That should be the strategy, actually, is if someone goes into auto-draft, you like you could sit there and... That's one thing I never thought about, too, if like you're drafting in person with people. like You could sit there in person, I could be like, hey, Brad, you know what we need to do? <laughs> it's fucking... Here we go. Like If that person's not there, like could be like, hey, dude, all we need to do is fucking bet him up. Let's pull up the list and see where his values are at, and let's fuck him over and get the worst players on his team real quick. And then get out of there. Like, you could coordinate really easily if you had a bunch of guys there. You'd be like, hey, let's fuck with this guy real quick. Get his yeah. fucking value all down and out of the equation. That'll and let's get back him. to the draft. That'll, That'll teach, teach him, him for yeah. uh, auto-drafting. You know what? Yeah. I actually don't think we have anybody anymore. We, what? Zach, I have a feeling to. Zach's going to have... This is going to happen to Zach. This is like foreshadowing. Yeah, let's get him. It's <laughs> gonna be Zach. The champ is gonna champ. go from zero to he- the from zero to zero. And the champ, 
he's he must be the first he's got to be the first rookie of the league to win it his first year yeah i think you know what toby we got, went there you know but he lost to do, you brad you know yeah, what we gotta to do yeah you know we, no toby beat me not uh, for his rookie year in his second year then I don't think I matched him in his first year. Oh, who did you beat when you played? Okay. I'm not sure how that went. Uh, it's really relevant. Let's go. What were you saying? Oh, man. I don't know. Yeah, it's we okay. Well, I have one other idea for the draft party. If there's any way to go back and pull the data and just at least have some sort of display of who's won it. I think it's on the trophy, isn't it? Isn't, aren't the plaques on the yeah. trophy? Okay, cool. I wouldn't know because yeah. I've never won the goddamn thing, but... Um, <laughs> You know, maybe one of these years. Only come close twice, but um, Rich is on there a couple times, and Brad just one, not, just one, one for me, actually. One for you? I only you one two. for me. No, was, just one for me. Yeah, I don't know. I've, it's so funny because like it feels like I should have won like three at least, but you know, I, I've won one. I'll, I'll take you my always. One. I mean, both you guys always <laughs> have pretty solid teams. It just again, it's. It's yeah. the lucky prick like myself that rolls in and steals your goddamn thunder. <laughs> but hey, I remember one year I that you and I matched up in the playoffs and I scored like one forty five or something on you. You scored like one twenty five, which know. is pretty. That's a dope ass score in our Brutal. league. Brutal. And I like crushed you by twenty. I was I know. like, damn, dude. It's, it's <laughs> brutal. Know. You never know. You never know what's gonna happen. Yeah. That's that's the beauty yeah. of it. You know, and I think we've brought it up. I mean. I went winless one season, and that—I mean, I—I I don't think I could ever recreate that, or anybody else can. It just happened to be that year, but um, yeah, good times. That's—I get more excited as we talk and reminisce about the past decade of, of fantasy football. So, we got Rich's draft process. Uh, Brad, what, what do you? What does yours look like? Uh, I pretty much from maybe two weeks after the Super Bowl, I start like a little note in my like iPhone of a list of quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, everyone. And then I start adding people to the list. I put stars by their names and dude, that list, Rich, you, Rich can attest to this. That list changes about 25 times throughout the year before the season starts. I'm like, I'm going after this guy. I'm going to build my team this way. And that's like, no, no, no. And then I'll even have the whole thing set up and then draft will just go completely out the window. So I just try and get guys that I like, try to set values with them now. So I don't try and actually go after certain guys and really just set a whole list of people I don't want. Because, you know, when I when I go to draft at the very beginning, I, I send up people I don't want. I want people to spend money on guys. I want their numbers to go down so when my guys go up, it's better for me. So I, I get a whole list of guys I don't want that I'm not interested in. Not necessarily because they're bad players. It's just I don't like the team. I don't like the quarterback throwing on the ball. I don't like the line play of the running back or whatever reason. No, that makes perfect sense. So with that said, do you, do you guys weigh a position more than others? Like I know I, I'm, I'm more quarterback heavy and – you know, I usually don't draft a top running back or wide receiver. I'm going for the guy that's going to throw the ball a lot and score a lot of touchdowns. That's my philosophy. So, weren't you like eight players in last year and you didn't even have a running back? 
So I was like, who's your running back? And you're like, oh, shit, I don't have one. Yeah. <laughs> I think we were at where, – where were we for the draft last year anyway? But, no, you're you're right because all the – all I feel like there aren't more than eight good running backs like that are worth paying. I, 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 I'm always gun-shy, man. There's guys that are dropping 60, 70 bucks in the first ten minutes. I'm like – I just start to panic, and I'm like, I'll just fucking nominate a kicker. Let's just get this out of the way. I think, honestly, it is it is ever-changing. Because I think if you asked me this like five years ago, I'd tell you it's a very easy answer. In our league, you would need a running back. You absolutely have to have go out, get a stud running back. That's the anchor of a, of a good team in our league. And two, However, not just one. Like you've said... Yeah, I used to say it was two. I wanted two every year. Like, I'm coming out with two big bags. Like, the year I won, I had David Johnson and Ezekiel Elliott, and I just crushed. It was just, you know, it was just stomping. And that's that's where the value is. But that has been tweaked a little bit just from NFL style of play and the way coaches are using running backs, where it is true that there are so many split backfields that it's very tough. Even like I mean, you just have you have very few guys that are actually just bell cow backs anymore. They just don't do it as much. You know, Derrick Henry, that's a guy he gets the ball all the time. There's Dalvin Cook. There's Todd Gurley. The ball, but <laughs> Todd Gurley. <laughs> ah. Wasn't he reigning MVP? I, I can't remember. <laughs> MVP last year, man. <laughs> Tore it up. Uh, but these guys, they don't necessarily exist on that type of level anymore. I feel like back in the day, there used to be enough for to, to be one a team, but yet somehow each year, Brad and I would walk out with two of those running backs, and we were kind of just like... Sometimes three. All right, guys, well, that's... The... Yeah, there was a time I was like, I really like my third, and there's this. they're all... I've, I've had years where I have three top 12 running backs, and it's like... Okay, all right, I like that because that's that's where the value is, but that's tougher to hit now. So, like, I do I do kind of, like, scatter a little bit more money now. I used to just, I would, I would be heavy. I, would, I was willing to pay 150 160 if I felt I got the two running backs that I really liked. I would pay big fucking money for both. But, you know, I, I backed off of that a little bit now just because of just how the scoring works. Yeah, and I know we've got the waiver wire and we've got so many acquisitions, but I guess my my train of thought is if I drop 80 bucks on one player and two weeks in they get injured, I, I just fucking threw $80 away. But then oh, again, yeah. not so true because I can go and pick somebody up off the waiver, not an $80 running back or whatever. But that's why yeah. that's why I'm always just you know testing the waters. I'm slow to go in and then... You know, I I peak in the middle of the draft, like you know, after the thirtieth player's been uh, dealt. So, no, I mean that in an auction draft, that's that's the time to find a lot of good value. There's definitely there's definitely something to be said for that patience level to sit and wait and then find super value. Like, oh, you're you're kidding me! I can get you know, you can stack a build a build a bigger roster out of that if you do it that way. You're definitely working towards depth which in fantasy football the last few years depth is really super important because there's so many freaking injuries going on and with covid going on that like really makes it still even all the more hard to like keep up with 
what has to happen with the roster each week to week. Yeah, last year I was out, like Rich said, we've always been keen on getting a top-end running back. And I had set values for him, and I was very keen on not going over the values I set for him. So, you know, when these guys came up and they went over what I thought, I was like, I pulled back and I said, okay, I'm not going to go. And then it came down, there's only like one or two of these guys left. So I went for it, and they were going like $20 over the value I had set for him. And I'm like, dude, this is crazy. I'm not just going to set $20 for something I don't think is that value. So then I just waited, and I was pissed because I looked at my team and I didn't have anyone. But I did have like $190 in my account. So when it came time in that midsection where you said the middle, I bought any player I wanted. No one could outbid me. And then I had two quarterbacks. I had Russ Wilson, Josh Allen. I had all these guys, but I still had that giant hole of no running back. And then that forced me to do a dumb trade for a bunch of guys just to get that running back who ended up getting, I got a half a game out of him before he got injured. So, you know, yeah, I got a lot of talent, but I also had this big void of that running back. So I do think it's important to secure that top end running back, but also try and get that talent. So it's, it's kind of a tricky thing to do. No, totally, man. Um, one last thing on the on the fantasy front. I, I kind of like drafting a QB and a top wide receiver on the same team because that, that's fireworks when they keep connecting all year long. I mean, you're just going to you're just going to rack some points up, you know? Like, uh, you yeah. Know, oh, I mean. Brad, I how do you know. feel about that? I'm so glad you said how that, How do you Rich? feel about stacks? I'm so glad you said that because <laughs> I was a true component about ever since Andre Johnson and Matt Schwab or Schaub had a uh, Schwab, Schwab, yeah, Schwab. Schwab. <laughs> Matt Schwab. Matt Schwab uh, <laughs> they connected in Houston. And I remember, dude, they were scoring like 50, 60 points a game between the two combos. So I'm like, all right, you got to do this. You got to do this. And so then I got Russ Wilson and DK. DK's a beast, great receiver. Russ is great. And then fucking, I don't know, man, week 12, they just tailored off. Russ was getting 12 points a game and DK was getting eight. So I'm getting 20 points for my top two guys. And, dude, that, that put me in bad position. And, dude, I, I tailored off, and that's why I got fourth, because those guys did not come to play. I got mediocre performance. I was getting 50 out of them. Versus 20. That's 30 points. So you're going from 110 to 80. Like, you're not beating anyone at 80 points. So, so while I think it's great... This reminds me... It's an Achilles heel. Go ahead. That's it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I fucking... I totally forgot, but, like, one of my favorite teams I had back in the day was freaking... I had a team where I had Stafford and Calvin Johnson. I love that team. Yep. That was just like it was so much fun, man. Like there would just be these games that they were losing, and just Stafford would just chuck the ball up. I'd be like, "Yes, let's go." He's <laughs> yeah. gonna catch it. I knew it was gonna happen too. I loved Calvin Johnson, man. <laughs> so true. But like Brad said, it, it could it could be real good or it could be really mediocre. So you yeah. know, not maybe not the best strategy, but if you find a duo that. You, you lock in and they just produce 35 plus for you a week consistently then yeah it's a pretty good comfortable place to be in so um, there's there's some there's some spots i think that that could be applied where it'd be pretty great i think i think it's i think it's possible that kyler and d hop stack would be pretty pretty valuable this year um Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams that could be pretty juicy i think they want to both stick it to the organization so I think there's something to be said for it. Um, I don't know. 
I, I'm actually, now they said that Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams one. I kind of like that one. <laughs> I'm writing that down. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> oh, well, shit. See? Podcast. Well, with that, with that said, Rich, I would like to hear yeah. uh, some season uh, season long bets. Yeah, you. I've been working on working on some bets for you guys. I'm gonna bring a bring a little bit of action to the end of here. We got Arizona opening up, um, so I think I don't know if they're actually gonna be open and ready before the season happens, but there are. There are options out there. Uh, you guys can figure it out. Go ahead and Google that up and then figure out how to get some money in there. But anyway, I got a couple bets for you. Um, one that I've been loving that I've seen. Passing touchdown leader for the season. Over, under, uh, 43.5. So whoever, it can be any any player, whoever wins touchdown leader for the season, over 43.5 touchdowns. So... Um, I feel like there's a lot of guys who can get there. I think you've got, you know, Pat Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. I think there's even, like, Tom Brady, Russ Wilson. These guys are all in that uh, range where they can get it done. Aaron Rodgers threw for 48 last year. So, and one thing that I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I, are they missing it or what? But we got 17 games this year as well. So we're adding a game to the total. So... You know, I, I, I look at this list. Check this out. Josh Allen threw for 37 last year. Like, so, like, I feel like 43 and a half is a number. Is it total touchdowns or that over passing touchdowns? Total, pa- total passing okay. touchdowns for the season. Over 43 and a half. So I think that's a dope line. Like, I love that. Like, give me the over all day. I think there's many players who can hit this. Rodgers, Brady, Wilson, Mahomes, Josh Allen could. But check this out. Last year... This this stood out to me when I was doing some research. Uh, sixth on this list last year, Kirk Cousins with 35 touchdowns. Damn. Blew my mind a little bit. He's got Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen to throw you like to. That? I don't know. Kind of just like blew my mind. You like that? <laughs> That's good shit. Um, so I just think that there's a lot of a lot of players out there available. And, you know, Deshaun Watson, if he's going to play a full season, he's, he's definitely in that realm of throwing a bunch of touchdowns. So... Um, even a guy like Justin Herbert, maybe. I mean, there's there's just a lot of guys. Um, so that's a good one. Uh, another one I kind of really like is Tampa Bay to win the NFC. Um, I think I'm getting good value here with plus 300. So I put down 100 to win 300. Um, or, you know, 10 to win 30. That ratio. So, or 1,000 to win 3,000. I really like that value. Ah, yes. Now you're thinking, Brad. <laughs> so I like that. Um, I I do think there are other contenders in the NFC, but for the value of getting plus three hundred still on on Tampa, I think I think they're the le- the legit favorite. So so that's pretty nice. Yeah, I would say them and Green Bay are the two favorites. I could see that. With maybe the NFC, uh, maybe an NFC West. Team. Yeah, whoever wins that division. I, I'm definitely interested in seeing what happens in the NFC West this season. Uh, and then one last one, I've got to pick on pick on Mr. Siriano and and the Eagles. Um, they have an over under on their win total this season. Uh, under, I'm gonna go under seven and a half or eight. It depends on where you're getting it. Um, I'm gonna go under on that. It started at seven and it's actually like clicked up. 
which I think is like based on the Watson speculation. Like, okay, if Watson comes there, would the so the line like creeps up, like they're gonna win more games, right? Well, I'm just like banking on the fact that really, I don't even care if Watson comes there. I don't think they're gonna be a good team. So if they're not gonna be a good team. I can wait on this line too and get better and better value as the season as as it progresses closer to the season. So I I, I might even I I would keep an eye on this and wait and make sure if it gets to eight, I might well or yeah you'd want it to get to eight because then you can push on it. But take take the eight um, under all day. I think I think the the Eagles are not going to have a good season. And statistically, the last two years, they've got to be the most injured team of any team. I mean, they couldn't yeah, stay healthy for, any, for the life of them. Yeah, and they, I mean, they're already with injuries in, in their camp right now, too. Um, I forget the receiver who got injured, but the rookie guy. They're, they have a lot of hopes for him. So, uh, rookies. We'll talk rookies next week. I've got some rookie guys. So... For the, in our fantasy section, I'll get some some good guys for people. Right on on the bets. Yeah, there's a few places you can place bets online. I know Arizona just legalized it, and um, I heard the Cardinals will be the first NFL franchise to basically build a sports betting. What are they called? Kiosk. What the hell are they called? Kiosk, yeah, kiosk essentially. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know when it takes in into stadium. effect. Yeah, in stadium. The, the, so that's there. Dope. I think the plan is for that. That thing is next season. That thing will be like built in into place for next season. But yeah, yeah, it is opened up in Arizona. They don't have like the systems in place yet. I was really hoping they'd get it in place right now because you know it's preseason. I, yeah, I um, heard November, December, or something. But yeah. again, you can go to Bodog and all the other ones and there's, hop there's online, places. throw some money in yeah. there, and I yeah. um, actually wrote those three down, man. I'm gonna check them out. <laughs> so, um, I, I, out of those three, the one I really like is the passing touchdown one. I really like that one a lot. So can I you bet? Can you bet on like four different quarterbacks to go over forty three and a half? No, it's you just a straight one. over, straight over under. So I'm just saying over. You get every quarterback. Any of these quarterbacks can oh, get it done. Oh, well, that's Oops. okay. Shit, got it. Shit, four of them might do it this season. I might get four guys to do it, but I, I just need one of them to do it. Whoever so leads the, the league in touchdown. What's the line? Um, uh, 43 and a half. Uh, what's it called? What's the line? or uh, sorry, Oh, the, the odds? Line. The odds. The odds on it. Uh, I The last I checked it, I mean, it does have a little juice on it. Uh, it's like minus 130 or minus 140, somewhere in there. Okay. So it's got some juice on it. So th- that means you bet 140 to win 100. Yeah, it's it's the other way. But, I mean, someone's uh-huh. going to hit 43 and a half or more or over 43 right. and a half. I mean. That's yeah. bound to happen. So, I think it's um, a pretty juicy one. Yeah, that's that's one. If you had a bunch of money, you throw at it, and <laughs> I you like know, it. Yeah. You know, it's going to happen. So, well, yeah. right on. Uh, nobody has anything else to add. I think we can close it out. It, for the night. Just gamble so, responsibly. It's about that time. So, what you say? Just yeah? gamble responsibly. Gamble and smoke and drink responsibly. All of it. I never said yeah, anything about smoking responsibly. First. And then maybe, gamble. Maybe we should say that at the end of every episode, considering our content. It's a liability <laughs> issue. You can't get anyone suing us because they smoke too much and then yeah. gamble their life savings away. That's what you said. 
it's all our fault. Organic football podcast fault, yeah. man. Jesus they, Christ. They told me to spend all my money and to go to Chipotle every day. Gambling. Well, you should go to Chipotle every day. I'll defend that in court. <laughs> I might have I might have Chipotle tomorrow. I'm doing it. Do you eat it three days in a row. See? Eat it three days in a row, sir, and you'll feel a difference. I'm telling you. Feel the difference. Yeah. All right. We have done. We have done some great advertising, free advertising for people for tonight, man. Send yeah. a clip to Chipotle and uh, Netflix and all those other guys. Hulu, yeah, holy shit! So we, for we those of you who, who have not yet uh, hopped on Instagram, go ahead and do that. Search Organic Football Podcast. Hit the like button. Leave a comment. Okay. You know, uh, just want to interact with everybody and make sure we uh, we grow the fan base a little bit and tell your friends about it so if you want some uh, juicy tips on the upcoming season come on uh, come on in and take a seat and take a listen because these guys have a lot of good information to give out so uh, at okay. no charge to you yet until one of these sponsors picks <laughs> us up but um, alright guys well it's been fun it's been Good. real clicking that pen Good again chatting. see you next <laughs> yeah. week see you next week what's up you're clicking that pen you again your pen. oh man I've <laughs> You're I've got right. a problem. I got a problem. I've got a problem. <laughs> I'm a fidgety guy. Right. You guys know that. So yeah. cool. All Have right. a good night, good everybody. Episode, man. You too, man. See ya. See, See ya. Guys. Good night. I just think Mark's so handsome.